To be a good leader, you have to be interesting. You have to keep things interesting. Leaders often start losing traction because they have become boring or they fail to engage their team. Now, according to Forbes, being boring happens to most good leaders. And we often confuse being interesting with being charismatic. And that's simply not the case. Curiosity seems to be the secret sauce to keeping everything interesting. Welcome to the Level Up Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Michael King. I'm an executive coach and founder of Teams.Coach. I work with C-level leaders to clarify and expand the vision, elevate performance, and level up leadership. On today's podcast, I'm joined by Bill Cook. Bill is the Executive Vice President of Development for BioPlus. Bill has decades of experience keeping things interesting for his teams. Please welcome Bill to the podcast. There's a whole lot about Bill I want you to know about today. So, Bill, I just wanted to thank you so much for taking time to join us uh, on the Level Up Leader podcast. Thank you, Michael. I'm glad to be here. Now, as we kind of get going on here, um, I'm going to ask you a couple different questions that we, we that we ask all the guests um, in specifically because we really want to get down to some leadership superpowers that you feel like are in play uh, within the organizations that you lead and what's working really well today. Um, but you've leveled up yourself. You've actually gone on a journey um, as well. Just it looks like with all, I mean, with all the years that you've been within the industry that you've been in, um, tell us what makes you tick. What are some of the things that you really enjoy and tell us something about you? Well, I appreciate that, Michael. Good question. I'm uh, I'm very much about getting people excited and getting them on board with our mission. And, and so what, we, what we've done at BioPlus is we've created a culture that people wanna be a part of. And so, you know, helping others is a great thing, but when you're in healthcare, you get to enrich lives, right? You get to, you get yeah. to take people with a, a very scary diagnosis like cancer and get them life-saving medication quickly. And if you can't get excited about that, you can't really get excited about anything, right? So, right. Uh, so we we have the the beauty in our industry of being able to really do something special, and and that gets me excited. And so, what I like to do is to get other people around uh, us who share that vision and who want to enrich lives like we do. And, and 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 in our industry, you know, that starts with something as simple as what we call healing the wallet. When you get a terrible diagnosis, yeah, the first thing you're thinking, unfortunately, usually in our country, is how am I going to afford this? Right? This is going to this is going to cost a fortune, and you can't really think clearly about getting better until you figure out how you're going to pay for it. And so we get financial counselors around who reach out to patients and make sure they get funding whether it's for co-pays or foundation assistance, whatever it might be, grants that are available. And we find a way to get them a, a method to afford the medication. And when we do that, then the patient can start learning and addressing treatment options and working on getting better. I love that. I love that. Now, your official title at BioPlus is that you're the Executive Vice President of Business Development. What does that, what does that mean? So I'm responsible for all top line revenue at the company, whether it's uh, getting new pharma contracts. So our, our, the trade team reports up to me 
and they work with pharma every day to get access to other medications, new medications that are out. Uh, payer, so our channel for payer is all the managed care companies that pay for the medications. Uh, so all the big uh, managed healthcare plans out there that we need to contract with. Um, sales department, I came up through sales. So we, uh, I manage all the inside and outside sellers and how they work together. And um, so all these departments kind of roll up to me, but the overriding idea is growing, recurring, profitable revenue. And I don't know if that's a, a term we coined, but but in, in our minds, we, we don't want our sellers chasing just any business, right? Uh, we want the profitable business. And so we, we focus on that. Fantastic. So um, diving into these, th- these three specific questions here for you, um, when it comes to leading your teams and being a, being a leader within the industries that you've been in, what do you feel like is some one leadership superpower or one leadership trick that you can say, this is something that's very unique to me that I have in play and it works really well? Well, for me, when I'm working with our sellers, I, I was a seller. So I, I carried a bag for eight years and in three different industries. So I know what they're going through. And so when I'm uh, up front at the national sales meeting, on stage, and I'm helping lead our teams to motivate and energize our sellers. One thing that I have uh, is that I sat on the other end of that, you know, that table where they are now, and I know what they're thinking because I was there for many years, and I know what what worked for me, uh, and 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 I know what will probably work for them because I've been there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you you've walked that path before. So you you kind of know the psychology and you know some of the emotional pressure even that they're probably experiencing being in sales uh in that seat. So that helps that relatability factor, doesn't it? Knowing that you've walked there before and 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 you have that experience. It does. And even uh, you know, even when I coach our managers, our sales managers, you know, I I had good managers and bad managers through the years and I, I always incorporated the good stuff and tried to leave the bad stuff out. And so I learned, for example, how to coach salespeople in a way that uh, doesn't harm their, their egos, right? Because we all have egos in, in sales. And, and, uh, and so if you, if you coach them appropriately, you'll get more out of them and they'll have a better experience and they'll actually learn and do better because they know that you're, you're not trying to knock them over the head with five things they did wrong, but rather you're you're building them up with five things they did well. And oh, by the way, here's one thing that maybe let's work on next time. That's yeah, absolutely. So you feel like your methodology when it comes to coaching your sales team is to make sure that you're noticing the wins as much as you possibly can. So you're you're recognizing that they're moving the ball. Yeah, I think they need that. I did. I, I never responded well to a lot of criticism or micromanagement. But if if I had a uh, you know someone who was building me up along the way and giving me good ideas, um, I did better, and and I think the company did better as well. Yeah. Do you have any specific stories that attach to some of that experience or methodologies? On the positive or the negative? <laughs> Either one, go for it. I I remember I had a, a, a great manager that hired me into a biotech company and he was fantastic. And he did exactly what I was just describing, building, he build, build me up and he would let me know that you know, you're doing great, but here, here here's, here's a, an item that you can work on. 
And, and then I would try it out and then I would get more feedback as the day went on. So that it was very helpful. Um, it was very engaging. And then he, he was promoted because he was so good. And the new manager that I received came in and was the exact opposite. Very critical, very micromanaging, um, had an idea about how to do things their way and wanted to make sure that I did things the way they did things. And if I didn't, then we weren't going to get along. <laughs> so, I mean, that's probably as good of an example as I can come up with. And just, you know, one manager to the next in the same company, great experience, yep. the worst experience right after, you know? Oh, um, absolutely. And it probably happens all the time, right? Oh, exactly. I mean, this is, this is very common uh, if you've been around long enough like I have. Oh yeah, absolutely. What do you feel like is something that is the one of the biggest struggles that you're currently having in in the business place today? One thing we're struggling with is getting people back to the office. And yeah, we have a very large inside sales team, and they do a great job. I mean, we're we're setting records every quarter, and you know, we went private equity a couple of years ago, and we we haven't missed a quarter. But coming through COVID was challenging enough. Uh, the real challenge now is trying to get people to come back to uh, the office and work like they did prior to COVID. Uh, there's a water cooler effect, right? When when people are in the same area, there's a buzz, especially on a sales floor. There is a energy that you can feel when you're going through people making calls, yeah. people, you know, uh, high-fiving, whatever it may be. When But that all goes away when everyone's working from home. So I miss that. I think, I think our team misses it. Um, but we've got a, a lot of guys and gals that don't want to come back to the office. They kind of get used to uh, working from home, you know, gas is expensive. They're thinking they're, they're saving money by staying home. But uh, we think from a cultural standpoint, it, it would be more optimal if we could have them back uh, on the floor feeling that energy, feeding off each other, learning from each other and that sort of thing. So, you know, that's a real challenge right now. Yeah. I would say that that is probably one of the main speaking topics that, that I'm, I've been asked to address when I'm working with, with major, uh, bigger corporate teams and enterprises is just, even in some of the communication methodologies that are happening within organizations is that of actually discouraging, um, promoting work from home, you know, so the, the, it's not, um, it's, I think, I think organizations are starting to feel a cultural drift and um, it doesn't take long for you to get off center of your mission when your culture starts to deteriorate. And so I, I feel that. And I, and I think that it's just going to be a period of time before, um, before people, they're going to have to come back to being within proximity with, with one another for us to be able to have culture together. Yeah. I don't think work from home has disappeared um, and I don't think it ever will, but I think that there are specific segments within organizations to where it's just, you have to have proximity to have culture. I totally agree. And I, and again, going back to my original statement, we think culture is everything. And the biggest part yeah. of our success is having created a culture where people buy into the, the idea that we're going to enrich someone's life um, at the end of what we do every day. And, and, so we're really afraid to lose that if if we're all remote, right? So um, I think we'll get there, like you said, I think maybe over time, uh, people will get more comfortable. But uh, certainly I've seen other companies try to mandate coming back 
to work and that hasn't been effective either it's 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 uh it seems like it's good for getting bad press right. that's what it's good for <laughs> so um well i i've gotten a, i've gotten a cup you know some really good gold nuggets on this i loved that when you're talking about mentoring and coaching your sales team on how you um you you really advocated for leading with recognizing wins um one of my one of my methodologies i i work with when i'm working with with teams is we um being the president of teams.coach we work with executives and their teams and so we wrote a model called the the uh the WISO model so the WISO model to where it's every leader uh, on a daily basis is are asking these things of their team identify the wins identify the issues identify the solutions that you came up with to solve your issues and then tell me about opportunities that are either things that we can address now or maybe they're in our dream bucket for the future what we're finding is that um is that especially leaders when they're leading organizations that they they it's easy for us to be able to spot things when their things are going wrong but even the smallest wins need to be recognized along the way especially when you're coming out of a pandemic and out of covid um and things like that so um and this is one of the things that where we find that it's it gets a lot of traction and also too when you ask your team members and you ask your sales people like hey not only do I want you to tell me about your wins, I want you to tell me about the issues that you've actually come up with solutions to, because if you're coming up with solutions, you've created uh, an engine for leadership for us. So that's that's important to us. Yeah, and it shows that you're really listening, right? You're not just uh, faking it or saying, you know, yay, yay, rah, rah. You're actually saying, yeah, great job, but hey, you know, what's yes. better or what? are we struggling with, you know, and, and, and we have those issues too. And it takes, um, it takes a lot of sincerity, I think, and a lot of um, desire to really make sure your folks are feeling that, that they're in a, an environment where they can do that. Cause you, you, right. You have to draw that out of folks. They don't naturally want to come and say, here's an issue. And um, you know, uh, I think they like to complain sometimes. Right. But uh, if if we coach like we try to do where you're okay, you have an issue, fine. What's the solution? You know, don't come to me with just a, a complaint. Try to come with a complaint tied to here's what we can do to fix it. And, and we, we try to foster that here. I think that helps. I love it. I love it. Well, Bill, you've been brilliant and you've been really, really kind by uh, offering up your, your time with us today. So thank you so much for joining us for this. Um, if people wanted to reach out and get in touch with you, how can they do that? Probably the best way is through LinkedIn. Um, I I don't know my my handle off the top of my head. Maybe you can provide that, Michael. But uh, I'm yeah, we will. Okay, I'm available on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter, um, and, and you know those are probably the best ways to to get in touch with me. All right. Fantastic. We'll, we'll put your handles in with the show notes um, as well. Um, so thank you again for joining me today for this conversation. I love the takeaways that we talked about with when it comes to you know celebrating wins with your team. I love what we talked about with even talking about work from home and how culture is really everything. So um, you're great. Thank you so much for joining me today. Michael, thank you for having me on. I enjoyed it very much. So thank you for joining us today on the Level Up Leader podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider reviewing us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps to get the word out and make sure to like, subscribe, and to follow so you get all of our content. 
Now, Bill was transparent in talking about the issue of bringing people back to the office after COVID. Many organizations have to embrace work from home strategies to keep retention a priority. Now, in today's market, it's very hard to attract high-level talent unless you have something interesting to offer. This is a great topic for our Facebook group. So if you have some time, please post some thoughts on what you are doing to stay competitive and to stay interesting. A special thank you to our featured artists, Names Without Numbers, for allowing us to use their music. We decided we wanted to feature only music that I've actually produced in the studio. So thank you so much, guys. I love that we get to do this together. To find out more about everything that we're up to, check us out at www.teams.coach and don't forget to like our Facebook group, teams.coach slash Level Up Leaders.